Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. You're listening to Colorado Edition from KUNC. I'm Erin O'Toole. It's Friday, June 3rd. The COVID-19 pandemic forced many Colorado businesses to shut down storefronts, and many are still dealing with supply chain issues and inflation. Despite the financial squeeze, new business filings in the state have skyrocketed during the last three years, hitting a 10-year peak. And as KUNC's Adam Reyes reports, this economic development is happening in urban and rural communities alike. As lunch rush ends, a small crowd exits the little, colorful dining room of the Mexu restaurant in Yuma City. Co-owner Juan Carlos gives a bright smile as they go. Carlos, who is 37, says he enjoys getting to know the restaurant's regulars. You know, 80 or 90, if not more, percentage of my clients. We kind of know already what he wants, what she doesn't want. In 2019, Carlos moved to Yuma from California with his girlfriend, 30-year-old Maribel Ayon, to be with family. About a year and a half later, the couple decided to open a restaurant at the far end of Main Street. Carlos wasn't worried about starting during a pandemic, but Ion was. Him having the courage definitely led me to more having that courage as well. I don't know, man. I, now that I think about it, it did sound scary, man. Menu decisions magnified the uncertainty. Yuma is a beef town, so the couple considered burgers at first. But that felt inauthentic to their experiences and identity. So we just said, let's just embrace what we eat and who we are. That's sushi and tacos, the fare traditionally found in food stands along the Mexican coast where they grew up. The couple can tell their bet paid off as more and more customers try fried bacon and beef-filled sushi rolls and octopus aguachile. I feel very proud because when you walk Main Street, like our block, you see cars, you see people walking around. I definitely see our sales go up each month. Yuma is the county's largest city with about 10,000 people. State data show 18 new businesses like Mexu have opened up just on the city's Main Street since 2020. But economic development also thrives a 40-minute drive east in Ray, the second largest city. Hey, how's it going? Dr. Monty Weyamora just opened a new doctor's office there with a unique subscription-based model. People pay a membership fee, either a monthly membership fee or pay it annually. But basically it pays for everything that I can do in my clinic. Weyamora recently left the Ray Family Clinic after 25 years to fulfill his pandemic-delayed dream. The direct primary care model, he says, lets him focus on preventative care, have longer appointments, and reduce insurance paperwork. Subscriptions cost $15 to $50 monthly. It's another option in the community to actually improve what we can offer. The healthcare model is slowly gaining popularity among doctors nationwide, but the vast majority are in urban areas where it's easier to get many subscribers. Weyamura thinks rural residents should have this option too. Uh, I don't think it's, it's a miracle, but it's maybe one building block in trying to Improving it, it's, a, it's kind of an experiment to see how it works in a rural area. While many new businesses were started during the pandemic, the number of established businesses that folded is high too. The Orphanage, a classic car gallery and event space on Yuma's Main Street, is still standing. Here's co-owner Ron Winger. This business isn't for a profit motive, and it's held true to that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but 
It's our passion. We're willing to invest money in it. Winger and his husband, Richard Burney, opened the gallery in 2018. The orphanage does make some money hosting events like weddings and proms or art shows, but when the pandemic first hit, Bernie says, they shut down. People weren't coming here for events anyway, but we, we refused a few because we didn't think it would be safe. It's across the street from the auto repair shop Winger has owned since 1977. That business is primarily responsible for keeping the gallery afloat financially, then and now. The gallery reopened in summer 2020. Winger, who was born here, says visitors are surprised to see this classic car exhibit in Yuma. Just makes me euphoric. I love it. And then do you want to chopsticks? Back at Mexu, co-owner Maribel Ayan says she's thankful to the county for being so welcoming and supportive as she and Juan Carlos pursue their passion. I always tell my my employees, and I know this myself, that when I pay them, I'm, like, I'm not paying you. This is Yuma helping us grow. And Ayan says she hopes the economic development, cross-cultural experience, and delicious sushi rolls Mexu provides helps build the community up too. Adam Reyes, KUNC. The story was produced in part by the America Amplified Initiative. America Amplified is a national public media collaboration focused on community engagement reporting. Colorado's primary elections are coming up at the end of this month, June 28th. The primaries will determine which candidates appear on the November ballot for U.S. Senate and House, Governor and Lieutenant Governor, the Secretary of State, and many others. One big change for this year is that Colorado picked up a new seat in the U.S. House, so many voters will find they're in a new congressional district this year. The state also went through a redistricting process last year, which could mean some changes for who appears on your ballot. All this means you might have questions about voting this year. Here to talk through some of the key things to know is Bob Murphy, AARP Colorado's state director. Bob, thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. For people who may not be familiar, what is AARP and how do you advocate for your members when it comes to voting and elections? Sure. AARP is a national membership organization. We are nonpartisan, nonprofit. We have 38 million members, 670,000 here in Colorado. Our members are all 50 plus in age. And we like to gently remind elected officials that uh, the 50 plus voting block is a powerful one. Every significant election, a majority of voters are indeed going to be 50 plus. So A, we want to get the word out about how and where to vote. And B, we want to make sure candidates and elected officials are aware of the issues that concern the 50 plus. Well, let's talk about what, if anything, has changed this year in terms of the voting process. So Colorado remains one of the easiest yet most secure places to vote in the country. Um, as you know, uh, we have a mail-in ballot system and something like 96% of Colorado voters uh, took advantage of that opportunity last time around in 2020. So you still can mail in, you can still uh, go to the polling places and, and indeed vote early, a few days early at the polling places. But uh, there hasn't been too much change. There was a bill in the legislature in 2021 that, that required counties uh, with a certain percentage of Hispanic population to require multilingual ballot access. And it does affect both Adams County and Weld County, which are in Congressional District 8. 
For people who may be new to Colorado or perhaps just haven't voted yet here, what is the process to get registered and get a mail-in ballot? Yes. For anybody that's been here for a while, you automatically receive a mail-in ballot, right? But if you are new to Colorado, you can contact the Secretary of State. You can uh, contact your county clerk. You can get arranged to have a a ballot uh, sent to you. It's actually easy. You can do it online. If you have a Colorado driver's license, you can do it by mail, email, or fax. And, and again, your county websites, the Secretary of State's office, you can go to aarp.org slash Colorado votes. You can find out all this information as well. We know, of course, that people also like to vote in person sometimes. They just find it more fun or more civically engaging. How does in-person voting work and can it be done early? It can be, yes. So you can vote in person. We started out talking about the primary on primary election on June 28th. You can do that beginning eight days before the primary election. And for the November general election, you can do that beginning 15 days before the general election. And of course, if you want to have a chance to meet the most people, you show up on election day. And, you know, like like you just mentioned, a lot of a lot of folks love that tradition and still do it. One of the other unique things about Colorado, and we're not the only state that allows this, but unaffiliated voters can participate in Colorado's primaries. That's because in 2016, voters approved a measure allowing this. Last month, a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit by a handful of Republicans who wanted to overturn that. So voters who aren't affiliated with a major party can still have a say in the primaries. What do we need to know about that? Yes, you will get as an unaffiliated voter, you will receive a, both a, a Democratic primary and a Republican primary uh, ballot. You can vote for one or the other. You cannot vote for both primaries, right? So if you try to vote for both, uh, both of those votes will be uh, discarded. But yeah, it's another unique feature of how open uh, Colorado elections are the fact that uh, you don't have to be a, a member of a party to vote in a primary. And I would just add that's especially important in the new uh, new congressional district uh, number eight, where it looks like 44% of the active registered voters are unaffiliated versus what 28% Democrat, 25% Republican. Not unusual, not unlike the rest of Colorado, where, where most of the voters are unaffiliated, but they can still participate in primaries. Well, let's talk about that brand new congressional district that Colorado has. What is the best way to figure out if my district has changed and if that changes where I would go to vote. Yes. And, and, and again, your, you know, our, our own website, um, aarp.org slash CO Colorado votes is, is, is one place to start. I always advise people to go to your local county clerks. And again, this new eighth congressional district includes, you know, Thornton and Greeley and Evans and, and uh, you know, much of Adams County and, and Weld County. So, the two, the Adams County Clerk's Office and the Weld County Clerk's Office would be two uh, two great places to study. And Bob, I want to ask you about issues that are important to AARP members. What are some of the key issues that have come up as very important to voters 50 and up this year? You know, uh, the, the primary issue that AARP is working on right now is the matter of prescription drug pricing. Americans pay at least three times more than any other country in the world for the same prescription drug prices. So AARP is fighting very hard in Congress for a number of measures that will help reduce prescription drug prices. 
preservation of Social Security and, and, and Medicare obviously is a key issue for the 50 plus. So is family caregiving. There are 51 million family caregivers in the United States. So uh, support for family caregivers is, is a key issue. And also the economy, right? The, the pocketbook issues that we're all facing right now, the cost of housing in Colorado, whether you rent or own, the cost of gas, the cost of, of utilities, you know, something that AARP advocates very hard for reducing these, these proposed raises in utility rates. So these pocket pocketbook issues matter even more, I think, to the 50 plus voters than they have in some very recent elections. Right. Was there anything else we should know about voting either in the upcoming primaries at the end of June or in the general election in November? Well, again, we we are going to be here at AARP Colorado going to be focusing much of our outreach to folks in the new 8th Congressional District. That district appears to be 39% Hispanic Latino, which is the highest of any congressional district. So we're going to be focusing our outreach in both Spanish uh, and English, just again, to help people know where and how, not who to vote for, but where and how to vote. You know, we just encourage people to exercise their, their democratic right to vote. And the last uh, national election, I think Colorado had the third highest voter turnout in the country, you know, again, because of our voting systems here, you know, along with Maine and Wisconsin, we're traditionally in the top three for voter turnout. We're very proud of that. And we at AERP want to continue to encourage people to exercise that right and, and to cast their vote. Bob Murphy is AARP Colorado's state director. You'll find more information and a link to check your voter registration at KUNC.org. Bob, thank you so much for speaking with me. Karen, thanks so much. Appreciate the time. And that's it for today on Colorado Edition. Our executive producer is Sean Corcoran. Digital is handled by Ashley Jeffcoat. Our theme music was composed by Colorado musicians Brianna Harris and Johnny Burroughs. Additional music comes from Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Erin O'Toole. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend.